My life was like a storybook, almost perfect, until one day my world began to fall apart. One day I woke up and I put my hand in front of my face and I couldn't see anything. My vision had closed in completely. Real life starts now. This is Real Life Radio Show with On Leg. I felt alone. I felt lost. I felt scared. Real stories. I was so desperate in living such a dark and callous life. Real people. I was thinking there was no purpose for my life. There was no reason for me to be here. Real problems. I told my dad, if you try to take these drugs, I'm going to kill you. One solution, God. Hope is a person, and his name is Jesus. And now your host, On Leg. Hi, this is Evangelist Don Lay. Welcome to the Real Life Radio Show, where we're going to talk to real people who had real problems, but found answers in a real God. Today, we're going to talk about what some people say, if God truly loves us or is real, why does he allow bad things to happen to us? I think there are so many who struggle with these thoughts, and also even amongst some of the strongest believers. But how should we respond to moments when bad things happen to us? Well, today we will have Janet Eccles, who is a super positive woman and has this personality that you're just going to love, guys. And she has this voice of a person who's truly so happy and fulfilled. But it's not because nothing bad has ever happened to her. Rather, she became blind when she was an adult and she went through huge trials in her life. Yet she has kept that secret of staying super positive and full of love and life. Janet, thanks so much for joining me today. My blessing. Thank you so much for having me. Ah, Janet, I just so love your joy. I mean, you can hear it right down to your being. Now, before things ever got bad for you, I understand that life was pretty darn good for you. You pretty much had it all. Tell me about this. Oh, my goodness. My life was like a storybook. Moved from Bolivia, entered the United States, grew up, learned English. And my last year in college, I married my blue-eyed gringo that I met in college. <laughs> he became a CPA, and we built a beautiful two-story home, and I was doing exactly what I wanted to do, and that is take care of our three little boys at home. Life was almost perfect, right? Until one day, my world began to fall apart. I started having trouble driving, and I couldn't figure out why I couldn't see the sides of my eyes. Mm. But then the doctors had diagnosed me with a disease of the retina. It's hereditary. And they told us all that I wouldn't be able to see, but I wouldn't see any effects until I reached the age of 60. But at the time that I began to have problems seeing out of the sides of my eyes, I was only 30. So I thought, no, this can't be. And I was just denying it. Oh. But it was just too real. Oh, my gosh. I couldn't see the cars next to me. So I came home and I told my husband, honey, something's going on. I just can't drive anymore. Oh. I was scared. I was scared to hurt somebody or hurt my little voice even. So giving up the car keys was a little tough, losing my independence. But also the fear of not being able to see well enough was also something that was traumatic for me. Oh. But I thought, you know, life could go on, right? Just because you can't drive doesn't mean that's the end of the world. But what happened then is that my vision continued to close more and more. My husband and I got desperate. We started visiting ophthalmologists, specialists, acupuncture, anything that could have given us a word of hope Mm. to tell us, oh, don't worry, we managed to stop the progression. But no one did. Mm. In fact, doctors said, there's nothing you can do. There's no translate, medication, surgery. There's absolutely nothing. Oh, my gosh. That is scary. When things go wrong and you can't do anything about it, how did you respond emotionally at this time while your vision was being lost? 
Well, first of all, I can say, no, he's wrong. That can't be me. It can't possibly be me. Not now. Mm-hmm. My little boys were three, five, and seven, and I was thinking, oh, they're wrong. So I was hung on to the hope that I would still have a little bit of vision. Mm-hmm. But then as it goes there more and more, I got pretty desperate. And, you know, I, I, what do you do then but pray, right? I prayed and prayed because I was a good little girl. I had gone to church every Sunday, mm-hmm. but even praying didn't seem to do any good. In fact, you know what it seemed to me? It seemed like that God was just so far away. He was silent. And sometimes that silence seems so cruel to me because I would hear how he would listen to someone else's prayers. People would be healed. Mm-hmm. Their problems solved. He was allowing my vision to close in more and more. So I began to doubt, is God really there? Does he even care about me? Mm-hmm. Why would he allow this to happen? So in the midst of that desperation, that fear, and that sort of anger while he wasn't answering my prayers. One day, I woke up and I put my hand in front of my face, and I couldn't see anything. I turned on the light, I rubbed my eyes, I looked to one side to the other. My vision had closed in completely. I was horrified. I was filled with fear because if this would have been temporary, it would be one thing, but I knew that I'd never be able to see the rest of my life, and that was just horrifying to me. Now, I must have been an emotional mess as well, dealing with the trauma, because my husband and I became distant. Mm -hmm. And one day he came home and he said, I can't go on with our marriage. I have somebody else in my life. Oh, wow. That is like a little too much. Talk about feeling abandoned and betrayed at your weakest moment. Yes. You must have been so much in peril and shock. I couldn't imagine. What did you do? Now I can see what was happening to me, and that is that all those little insecurities that I carried with me, even though life turned out well for me up to that point, I still had insecurities. You know what I had? I had an emptiness in my heart. I covered it with everything else, right? Vacation, clothes, buying, shopping, friends. But there was always an emptiness. So when I was rejected by my husband, he was walking away from me. Mm -hmm. I was a blind mom. My little boys needed me. All those insecurities and all that baggage I carried came flooding upon me. So I was thinking, of course, he's going to abandon me. Who wants to be married to a blind woman? I'm unlovable. I'm unworthy. And I don't have anything going for me. So I was feeling at the lowest of my lowest. Mm. I wanted to give up. You know how sometimes you think, what's the use, right? Why even go? This is so much out of my control. God is not even there. He doesn't love me anymore. My husband rejected me. I wanted to sometimes just give up. But the reason I didn't is because I couldn't. My three little boys were in the kitchen. Mommy, I want something to drink, you know. So I would fumble in the kitchen, feel my way to find their juice, prepare their meals. But inside, I would just die. What a dedicated mom. What a story. (laughs) Well, I was afraid somebody would take them away from me. You know, I was afraid somebody would walk in the house and say, oh, ma'am, you're blind. You can't take care of these children. So I had to do my best. (laughs) Yeah, I think that many could feel that temptation just to give up. Sometimes it can feel like life is too much, but yet you stood in that place to try to provide for your children, even as a blind woman. I mean, gosh. But then something beautiful happened. (laughs) Huh. What's that? Well, I got a phone call from a friend who invited me to a Christian church. And I thought, that's where God's going to answer my prayer. That's where he performs miracles, right? You have to be in church. Now, mind you, I've been going to church every Sunday. I followed the rituals, the doctrines. I was very obedient to all those things. But I never really went there looking for something, waiting to be fed, waiting to be comforted, or waiting for any miracle. But this time was different. So I went with my friend, mm. and I held on to her arm. We walked down the pew, and we sat down, and tears were rolling down my face. And I just kept saying, God, heal my eyes. I just 
was begging him. But you know what I heard in that church? I heard Bible readings, testimonies, singing. And I was thinking, no, I'm not here for all this. I just want to be healed. That's all I wanted, right? But then nothing happened. God wasn't there either. She didn't answer me. Mm -hmm. I didn't hear any words that spoke to me. So I went home, more defeated and discouraged than before. But for some reason, I went back to this church. I didn't have any other choice just to hang on to a little bit of hope. But this time, the miracle happened. I heard a verse in the book of Matthew 6.33 that said, Seek first the kingdom of God and His righteousness, and all these things shall be added on to you. But I was thinking, what does that mean? God, what are you asking me? What I was seeking was for Him to heal my eyes. I wanted to see again. I wanted my husband to love me like before. I wanted to be normal. A mom to my little boys, that for me was number one. God was saying, seek me first. So what he did then is he put an order to my priority. So what I did in my heart, I cried out and I said, Lord, how do I seek you? How does one do that? Show me, Lord, because I'm dying inside. And that's when he answered my prayer. He answered your prayer? Okay, so I understand you didn't literally get healed, but something amazing did happen. But Janet, let's stop here. I want to have you back on our next show to talk more about what happened after you had this experience of heavy prayer at your church. Thanks so much for joining us today. You're welcome. Hang on, let's talk more about how to respond to bad things happening in your life right after the break. Listen, my friend, you are in a spiritual battle, and there's a spiritual battle right now for the soul of our nation. The Bible says we overcome the power of the enemy by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of our testimonies. And friend, I need your help spreading this show to all 50 states all across the USA, and that takes money to broadcast in each city. You can help by being a stable monthly giver of our ministry, Awakening the Nations. We are a ministry who's committed to preaching the gospel all across the world. Partner by going to awakeningthenations.com, and we believe America shall be saved. Real Life Radio is a ministry of Awakening the Nations, a 501c3 nonprofit organization that depends on your donations. If you would like to find out more about Awakening the Nations or make a tax-deductible donation, please visit our website at awakeningthenations.com or call us at 877-480-4477. That's awakeningthenations.com or 877-480-4477. More real life starts now. Welcome back to the show. We're going to go deeper into what you just heard. So what do you think about this? I think Janet's story is very relatable. And there are times in our lives when we feel like giving up. We often don't know how we can handle certain issues that come into our lives. Nobody wants these types of problems. Nobody would ever want what happened to Janet. I mean, imagine to lose your eyesight in adulthood, being a mother and a wife, all those responsibilities suddenly not able to fulfill. Ah, what pressure. What a trial. I remember as a young man, I was really scared about things happening like this to me. And you know why I was scared? It's because I was afraid that I wouldn't be able to handle it. That one day it would be the end of me. Have you ever had that thought? Most of us, we live a life trying to avoid problems in our life. We really try to avoid these things. But it's written in ancient scriptures in John chapter 16, verse 33. Jesus says, These things I've spoken to you, that in me you may have peace. In the world you will have tribulation. But be of good cheer, I have overcome the world. You see, Jesus told us that we will have problems or tribulations living in this world. And it's not making anyone happy when he says that, okay? But he says to be of good cheer. Interesting. Why? Because 
at the end of what he says, he says that he has overcome the world. That means he's come to conquer or subdue the problems that will happen in our lives. Like he knows what's going to happen. And that means that we can have peace in our lives no matter how bad things get. Why? Because Jesus has already conquered this world. He's already conquered and has answers for every problem in our lives. So don't live in fear. Don't live in constant worry. Be free like Janet Eccles. Know that if you have Jesus, he already has a solution. And maybe you're listening to this and you're like, what do you mean? How is she going to overcome this? And I know you're probably on the edge of your seat saying, gosh, how is she going to overcome what happened to her? How is she going to do it? Well, you're going to learn that Jesus truly has all the answers. So Lord Jesus, I'm praying for the person right now who's saying, gosh, I don't want problems in my life. And I don't know if I'd even be able to handle what Janet went through. I can't even handle the problems that I have today. They're already too big for me to handle. Be encouraged. Jesus is saying, I've overcome the world. I've already overcome the problems, Jesus is saying to you. So Lord Jesus, for the person who hasn't received you, we receive you, Lord, into our lives so we can have your peace. We surrender those problems to you in Jesus' mighty name. I hope you're blessed by this testimony, and I know that your life was touched. Did you know our shows are on Spotify? Just search for Real Life Radio Show on Spotify and enjoy all the same shows you hear on the radio. That's Real Life Radio Show. See you next time.